But yeah, of, like of course there are challenges. I think tokenism is a huge one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, challenge that a lot. Like, for example, like some theater companies or producers like using POC creatives for like I hate this word, and I'm speaking very very generally by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I hate this word, but like using them for like woke points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a dumb word. Hi, this is Helen from Asian Beaches Down Under. I have the pleasure today to speak to a fantastic theatre performer, Kaya Okampo, who I first came to know about from last year's theatre production, Atalavia. I have to say, Atalavia was such an intimate production with such powerful dialogues and role performance. I wish the production company would be able to bring it back on the stage again. I love the dynamics and how naturally every character fits right into the story is something really true talents could produce on stage. So Kaya is an actor, singer, theatre maker and storyteller. Her notable theatre credits including playing in the uh, the title role of La Via in uh, which I have just mentioned, Atta La Via and performing in Sydney Theatre Company's Chimerica and Hayes Theatre Gospy. Kaya is a passionate advocate for diverse POC and queer representation and through her artistic endeavours, she uses a voice and humanity to tell more diverse stories on the Australian stage and screen. Her screen credits include Stan series Year Off and the short film Linga, which won Best LGBTQ Film and Best Produced Script at the LA Independent Woman Film Awards, as well as Best Student Short Film at the WA Screen Culture Awards. Thank you and welcome, Kaya. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> so I want to uh, start our conversation. Sorry, start from our conversation uh, from the very beginning. Um, would you like to share? Uh, with us, your personal backgrounds, a bit about your family, childhood, where you grew up. Yes, definitely. Um, so I I was born here mm-hmm. in Sydney. I grew up here. I grew up in specifically Western Sydney um, on Darug Land. I was raised in Darug Land and I love Darug Land. Um, my mom is from Bicol. In the Philippines and my dad is from Malabon uh, and they married and moved to Sydney together in 1995 with my brother mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's me. <laughs> okay so um, where did the love for acting started and what was your family's response to your work well I I always wanted to act and sing ever since I was little um, and my mom and dad have always been supportive, so supportive of me. And anything I did, they were always so proud of me, which was like, yeah, no matter what I did, even if it was terrible, like they were, they, they really had my back. And, um, I don't think I definitely wouldn't have made it this far without them. Um, they, they really did support my pursuits and my passions and, for me and my brother because he's also in the entertainment industry so um i'm very grateful for that that's amazing did you have uh, what did you watch when you were growing up did you have a heavy influence of asian entertainment or did you grow up watching mainly australian tv 
funny like so okay well like growing up like i watched a lot of like sitcoms i watched a lot of comedy british and american mm -hmm. um so like a lot of like random comedies that were really big in like the 80s and 90s i would watch a lot i would watch a lot of um 80s rom-coms with my mom that was the thing that we did together and with my grandma we would we would watch like these old-timey like british detective murder mystery shows that we, we i was just absolutely obsessed with and we did that together um that's what i kind of grew up with i, I was um yeah I would I would also watch a lot of <laughs> I was talking to my friend about it the other day. I watched a lot of bo Bollywood movies with my grandma oh, okay. as well. Oh. Interestingly enough, um I was never really big on TFC to be honest and like Tagalog. Um yeah, I I I like we but we just we just didn't have the Filipino channel like growing up at home. So I was mm -hmm. just Yeah, but uh, but I did watch like the Australian shows I did watch would always be with my grandma. Mhm. Mm would be with my mom and dad. My grandma would show me she would just be watching whatever was on at the time and what was popular and, and that would be either Australian or yeah, like it, it, it would be, it would be a variety, it would be yeah. a variety. Mm -hmm. It was never just one thing, which I okay. love. Interesting. At what point in your life um, you made the decision of choosing performance as a career? Did you have a moment that you decided that, oh yes, I'm going to pursue this in my life? and because I have a passion for it and I can also make money out of it. Um, did you have any other career choices or this had, or performing has always been, you know, your first choice? Yeah, my performing has always been my first mm -hmm. choice. It's mm -hmm. been pretty nice for me um, from the beginning, I'd say. Uh, musical theatre was my first love. Oh, I grew okay. up watching classic. Mm -hmm movie musicals with my mom and my grandma and I would I was exposed to that from a very young age and I always wanted to sing and and perform and I fell in love with it and I'm and the love is still so strong it's been 24 years and I'm still yeah I'm still so it. so musical musical theater would I, I would say was like my first um influence in terms of art mm-hmm Let's see. Um, in specific of uh, preparation for a character or a role, how do you do that? Do you think your life experience impacted on how you perform in the role on the stage? Um, because personally, I found it fascinating that some actors and actresses would, you know, be cast for a role that they have no like life experience in and try to mold themselves into that role. Whereas, you know, some other characters, some other actors and actresses would be cast in that role because they have a close proximity of their background and experience. How about you? Have you ever came across with a role where you found yourself spending more time to learn about the role and try to work on it? Yeah, completely. It, it depends on the role for me. Like my process changes every time. Um, I mean, not, not entirely. There are some things that I'll always do, but um, like I, I will be quite hectic and full on with the research and the preparation. I, ta I take that very seriously. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, but 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 also finding the joy and the play in discovering who that character could be on the floor is also very exciting to me. Um, yeah, definitely. I take so much of my life into everything I do with my work. Um, I'm I'm def I'm always doing that to to to, to an extent. Um, so 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 with so with Lavia, um, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I didn't necessarily struggle financially in a way that she did all her life, but the family dynamics mm. and the generational trauma, that's something that I think every Asian girl experiences. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah, and I, I wasn't shy in like, um, I didn't shy away from that. I definitely tapped into that emotionally and, and where it sat in my body. Um, and I found that I could, I could relate to her in that way. Mm. and. And, and with with this character it's completely different but yeah it, it depends but I, I always take from from my life yeah yeah I, I totally agree with the character of Livia it's I think that really um, I want to know what you thought of it oh, okay. like I'm, I'm very I want to hear your review I'm very oh, okay <laughs> I, I love it I thought it was so intimate even though it was on a it was a you know a very small production and there wasn't a lot of audience i went with my son and he really likes it as well because we hardly go to a production with um you know a very pro in very close proximity to the um actors um it was just i think all the dynamics came together so well and i think uh, the performer who played Lavia's father was it Marcus? I can't remember his Marcus name. Rivera. Insane. Oh my goodness, Sanity. he was brilliant. Yeah. He was really good. I mean, everyone was really fantastic, and I love um, your. I'm, I'm his number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you uh, depicted the relationship um, with the, the love interest. You know, between the best friend. Um, sorry, I can't remember her name again. Um, the late the, the the girl who was playing Dindy, Dindy. Dindy that's right yeah Dindy yes, um, you yeah. know you two were working together and it was just so intimate and so brilliantly you know played out the whole the whole production it was just brilliant I think yeah that's why I keep thinking that oh I'm hoping that you will bring it back again because I really want to recommend it to my other friends to go it did it didn't really it, it went for a couple of days only so by the time I finished, it was, it was, it was, it was quite it was quite a short run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I definitely. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if they were keen, I would love to bring it back as well. I'm so yeah. glad you enjoy it. Yeah, it was. So Which good. character do you feel you related to the most? Um, I think I relate to Lavia the most, absolutely, because I'm the eldest daughter of my family, and I oh, I, I feel so much relate. It's so relatable to that kind of tug and pull situations that you want to um, maintain the harmony within the family but you can't please everyone but also you want to satisfy your own needs it's just I don't I don't want to use the word insane but it's so real it's it's really depicting the reality of a lot of Asian women out there in the West I think Jody's writing is <laughs> Yeah, out of this <laughs> yeah with a brilliant script um <laughs> what to move on to <laughs> sorry um, that's all right that's okay um i want to move on to a question about 
your opinions for a POC, people of color in performing industry in Australia, in specifically as a queer, um, in a queer and female position. What do you see or have you experienced challenges? Do you think that it is getting better or what, how, how do you feel about things are changing? Yeah, it's a huge question. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like everyone's asking that more and more, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of like, like, uh, like, like my, my outlook in terms of like POCs in the industry, it, it, it's, it's only kind of, it, like, it, it's, it's a, it's a very, very, very broad mm-hmm. um, subject and issue. And like, to, to give you a simple answer, I I'm very inspired by like the work that I see like my PO, my POC friends are doing currently in the industry and how a lot of them are making their own work and a lot of them are kind of kind of defying the status quo in a way rather than like waiting to like get cast or um, get funding for this like they're just they're just they're writing they're making they're, they're doing whatever they can and they're owning who they are and they do, they're doing it authentically as themselves which I think is like um, incredible. But yeah, of, like of course there are challenges. I think tokenism is a huge one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, is challenge that a lot. Like, for example, like some theater companies or producers like using POC creatives for like I hate this word, and I'm speaking very very generally by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I hate this word, but like using them for like woke points mm-hmm. such a dumb one but like just in a way that like i feel like there's a lot of performative like allyship within the industry mm. um but in reality when it comes to like the, their actions and behaviors or their values it's not really reflecting the fact that they that they want to protect poc and queer creators of, of our industry they'll mm. use them for Whatever benefit that they can like, yeah, like, 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 yeah, like to like to monetize and profit off them. But when it actually comes to like supporting them in terms of their needs, in terms of like making their own stories, it it just kind like they'll they'll use them for the you know the make someone like the poster boy for this or like you know a show pony for that. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's like that's it's very surface level, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's where like well like yeah that's where the issue lies. Like we can't the work doesn't stop there like you can't just cast it, it doesn't it, it doesn't stop with like it doesn't start and end with casting like you know what i mean like get the writers in the room like get get the right writers in the room get like who who, who are actually telling the stories are you actually creating a safe environment for these people and for these creators Absolutely. rather than just being like yep yeah, we casted them we did our job cool you know aren't we great celebrate this like it's just very performative i feel and that's that's like a huge challenge in the industry currently that i think oh i see i think yeah. it's also you know what i mean yeah i, I, I totally understand <laughs> yeah i totally understand because you know it's it's nice to see that how within media and entertainment industry we're having a lot more representation you know representation diversity these words being thrown around and becoming a bit more performative when they don't really dive in deep to see who is creating the story or what are the stories are who are the stories are created for and 
who actually has the authority and the power behind these stories. And that's great that you said that.、Um, yeah, we need to do more. It, it's it's nice to see. It's better than you know ten twenty years ago, but there's still a lot more to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm like, no, I completely agree. Like, I progress is definitely being made, but I think what I would, the provocation I would offer、mm-hmm. to like people in higher positions of power, is like. Get get getting like fresh new ideas from incredible POC and queer creatives, like like giving them opportunities, you know, for for, for possible like you know、um, mentorships and 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 eventually like trusting them in certain positions. Obviously, like you know, when people are ready and like and like that there are like so many like highly skilled creatives out out there. It's not as if we were like there's a lack of us. It's just um it's just being given that opportunity and not. And not and not just、um, stopping at a very surface level step.、Mm-hmm. It, it, like, sorry, I, I didn't make any sense. It shouldn't be performative. Is my is my <laughs> conclusion? Is, is my point? <laughs> very well said. Yeah, don't worry. You're 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 on the right track. I would like to talk about your、uh, latest production, Girl Band.、Uh, would you be、yes. able to tell us about your role in this production?、Um, and also. I am assuming. Sorry, that I'm gonna assume that you're very. It's. It's. I shouldn't be saying sorry because you look so young. And I was wondering whether or not you were born in the '90s or the '80s because apparently this production is about a girl band in the '90s. How does the production team create the, you know, the vibe of the '90s? Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, I am very young, and I actually I did I wasn't there for the nineties. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that much. I, I, I don't. I didn't exist. But、um, yeah,、uh, we, we've we just got great people on board, and Katie Warner、um, grew up in the nineties, and she was all about that scene.、Um, yeah. So so we have an incredible writer. I, th- I think like Moni, the production designer, is like she- she's absolutely fantastic in terms of like creating the world with with set, with costume, with、mm. um, yeah, like 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 we all help each other in terms of research with like music and 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 videos and documentaries of the Spice Girls as well as et- like all of these other like girl bands and and what they've gone through and the behind the scenes with, with their record label with with their producers. It's like we're really immersing ourselves in the world.、Mm. What's your role in the production? You're one of the member of the girl band. Yes, yes, I am. I play Jade.、Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the youngest in、mm-hmm. the band. She's,、um, she's, yeah, she's a bit of a. I don't want to say a dag. She's a bit of a goof. She she loves a good time,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and、uh, yeah, and she's and she's all about it. She 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 loves to sing. She's not great in terms of coordination and with dance moves. She's、um, the worst dancer out of all of them, <laughs> and she can't really keep up. So, so, so she delays rehearsals by like, of like, yeah, long periods of time, because she is not. That's just not her forte. But,、um, but she's a lot of fun, and she brings so much joy, and she is just the most inexperienced, but. Yeah, br- brings this kind of liveliness and excitement to the girl band, and that and that contrasts to 
like as opposed to the other members who are a bit more jaded and bitter. I love that. Um, so the production is called Girl Band, which will be performing from the 18th to the 27th of May at Lennox Theatre, Riverside Theatre, which is in Parramatta, uh, Western Sydney. Yes. Yeah, and yes, yes. Yeah, Good <laughs> on everyone. Tickets are on sale now. Um, please do refer to our episode show notes for more detail. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's just my first and last name, all lowercase. And yeah, just Insta. I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Well, thank you for speaking with me, Kaya, and all the best with the show coming up next week. Thanks so much, Helen. I-